Hey, this is Sophia from CNET here with the latest tech news. If there's anything this year has taught us, it's that we're more divided than ever. Whether it's fanboy arguments over Android versus iOS, Republicans versus Democrats, or shutdowns versus opening the economy, we seemingly can't agree on anything. Well, except for one thing. 2020 is a dumpster fire that we all can't wait to see in our rearview mirror. The coronavirus pandemic has infected 60 million people around the world and led to roughly 258,000 deaths in the U.S. alone. The coronavirus pandemic has infected 60 million people around the world and led to more than 250,000 deaths in the U.S. alone and forced an economic shutdown that eliminated more than 22 million jobs in March and April. It's also forced a shift in how we live our lives, which we're largely spending at home out of fear of either contracting or spreading the disease. That's led to a particularly hard holiday season, with millions of people unable to spend time with their loved ones. It's around this time of year that CNET traditionally unveils its Tech Turkeys, our annual roundup of the biggest flops in tech. What started out as a good-natured ribbing of the tech industry was a list that transformed into something much darker. In recent years, we've seen a YouTuber running into a dead body, multiple claims of sexual harassment, and enough hacks to keep us up at night. The turkeys weren't fun anymore. The shift in tone coincided with the broader skeptical and critical look we've all begun to take when it comes to technology in general, and to the influence that massive tech companies have on our lives. These turkeys aren't exactly outliers when CNET is regularly covering issues like how technology is contributing to the downfall of democracy. Given the darkness all around us, we wanted to focus on the year's more conventional tech flops. But we couldn't ignore the heavier issues out there. For the sake of simplicity, we'll be breaking them down by themes, with a few different examples under each category. So without further ado, here are this year's tech turkeys, from most to least offensive. First, Misinformation everywhere. The amount of bizarro information that spread over Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube is worth mentioning. We'll give credit to these companies for finally being more proactive about combating the raft of hoaxes that popped up on their networks, but the fact that some of these gained enough traction that we even had to publish articles debunking them is a worrisome sign. Some of the wilder, unfounded claims include that Bill Gates somehow was the man behind the coronavirus, or he was using the pandemic to implant microchips into people. This one is particularly jarring because Gates has spent years supporting causes to fight diseases and helped develop a faster COVID-19 test. Other unfounded claims include private Facebook groups named Justice for George Floyd being a cloak for racist dialogue, 5G being linked to the coronavirus, and anything related to QAnon. Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube buckled down and got more aggressive during the election, flagging posts from anyone, including President Donald Trump, who tried to spread misinformation. Better late than never, we suppose. Next is, of course, the coronavirus impact. The coronavirus isn't just a turkey. It's a world-changing disaster. We're not talking about the pandemic itself, but more the weirdness that came out of it. Those 5G coronavirus conspiracy theories that led to people actually burning cell towers and assaulting telecom technicians just for doing their job. The UK boasting of developing its own contact tracing app, only to scrap it a few months later in favor of the system supported by Apple and Google. Food delivery apps charging big fees to local restaurants, all in the guise of saving them. Gig workers like Uber drivers struggling to get sick leave or benefits. And slow guidance on masks and how the coronavirus could remain airborne by the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, particularly on its website. 
now let's get to an old-fashioned tech flameout. Quibi. Quibi was backed by nearly $2 billion in funding, and big names like Hollywood power player Jeffrey Katzenberg and former Hewlett-Packard CEO Meg Whitman. It also had a quirky plan. Charge $5 a month for slickly produced short videos, originally designed to only be played on your phone. It turns out, people don't necessarily stare at their screens when they're locked down in their homes. And there's another little site that offers a few short videos for free. YouTube. Meanwhile, there were seemingly 50 other streaming services that launched over the last year, all competing for your dollars. The result? Quibi flamed out after just seven months, with Whitman and Katzenberg apologizing and returning much of the funding. You have to give them credit for pulling the plug before it got really ugly. TikTok. TikTok itself continues to be a social media phenom, but its success has drawn the scrutiny of Trump, who has railed against the Chinese-owned platform as a security risk for Americans. Trump signed an executive order requiring TikTok to be sold to U.S. ownership or risk being shut down in this country, forcing parent ByteDance to scramble to find suitors. Oracle and Walmart stepped up with a proposed deal to buy a stake in TikTok, which would be spun off as its own entity. The deal seemed to get Trump's blessing, but then the elections happened, and the president seemed to forget about the issue. The Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States has extended the deadline, so the fate of TikTok remains in the air. The whole situation is just bizarre. Next up is next-generation consoles. 2020 was supposed to be a big year for gaming, and with the arrival of PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and Series S, it is. But that doesn't mean the gaming world didn't see its share of flops. Microsoft's big launch title for the Series X, Halo Infinite, was delayed after initial gameplay was widely planned for looking unpolished and incomplete. Marquee AAA title Cyberpunk 2077 getting delayed was bad enough, but gamers were heated up enough to send death threats to developers. Not cool. And the new standard price for next-generation games appears to be $70, $10 more than the previous generation, which is exactly what people dealing with a recession need right now. Speaking of Microsoft, let's talk about this year's fumbles. Last year, Microsoft made waves when it signed esports and streaming star Ninja to a $50 million exclusive deal to play on Mixer. The next time we heard about Mixer was when it shut down in June, freeing Ninja and other high-profile streamers to jump back onto Twitch, where he first made his name. Then there was the heavily hyped Microsoft Surface Duo, a foldable phone made of two discrete displays that was years in the making and was set to potentially start a new mobile device trend. Ultimately, its unique design was paired with lots of rough edges and unsatisfying experiences, says CNET reviewer Scott Stein. Moving on to Zoom backlash. When the lockdown began, video conferencing was all the rage, and no other company benefited more than Zoom. It managed to fill the vacuum that others like Microsoft Skype and Teams, Google, and Cisco failed to fill with their own conferencing systems. But almost as suddenly came the backlash. Zoom had long wrestled with security issues, which came back to light once everyone was using it. That resulted in stunts like having hate-filled or pornographic content flood unsecure Zoom sessions, and the term Zoom bombing became a thing. Zoom did plug some of those security holes, and users got savvier about locking down their conferences, but that initial shine has dulled. Apple makes the turkeys list for a collection of things that add up to a few annoyances. Yes, there's the Epic lawsuit. Epic set up a direct payment system for its Fortnite users that cut out Apple and Google. Apple and Google responded by pulling the game from their respective app stores, triggering a lawsuit and campaign from Epic shining a light on the industry standard practice of charging developers a 30% commission for being on either store. 
But what has some consumers more worked up is the company's decision to admit a power adapter and ear pods in its line of iPhone 12 phones. Apple argues that it's about being environmentally friendly and that consumers already have older ear pods and power bricks lying around at home. But keep in mind that Apple was making its transition to a USB-C cable this year, meaning that those older power bricks are useless. Sure, you could use the older cables and adapters, but for many consumers, taking advantage of the new cable meant buying a new adapter, too. Apple also made a big deal of all the advances that come from its M1-powered MacBooks. But would it kill the company to pack in a better webcam? In our Zoom-dominated world, having a front-facing camera on par with your iPhone would be nice. The latest iteration of Apple's Mac OS Big Sur also uncovered that a security feature sent your IP address to the iPhone maker each time you open an app, effectively tying your location data about your computer usage. Worse, the information was sent to Apple without encryption. The discovery sparked an understandable furor, in part because VPNs couldn't be used to defeat the IP address collection. Apple subsequently said it would stop collecting IP addresses through the security feature and delete any it had collected. Finally, Ring doorbells. Amazon's Ring isn't a stranger to controversy, and questions remain about its cozy relationship with local law enforcement. But this year's flub comes from something a bit more run-of-the-mill, an old-fashioned recall. Ring recalled about 350,000 second-generation Ring doorbells sold in the U.S. and 8,700 more in Canada because of several reports that they were catching fire. Fortunately, the incidents weren't widespread. The Consumer Product Safety Commission said Ring received 23 reports of fires causing property damage and eight reports of the doorbells causing minor burns. The company noted that the doorbell's battery overheated when the wrong screws were used and updated its user manual to reflect this and noted that customers did not have to return the devices. For more of the latest tech news, visit CNET.com.